Welcome to the Instant Mentor Podcast, where we talk everything mentorship. As co-founders of Instant Mentor, I'm Lance, and with me is Michael. And today, we will be discussing, should your mentor have the same personality? Now, this is an important question to ask because obviously we know no one person is the same, but there tends to be certain individuals that we get along with better just based upon who we are, our interests, our vision, our goals, and even personality. And so we, we want to unpack this question a little further. It might seem obvious on the surface, maybe not, um, but we really want to reflect on the person you learn from. Do they need to have the same personality? Does that make things easier? Does it really not matter in the long run? Is experience better? So uh, as we always do on each podcast, Mr. Michael, you want to kick us off? <laughs> I always appreciate the handoff. <laughs> I, I, you know, as we started talking through this, we're no psychologist to start. So, you know, personality types and like how you archetyped certain type of personas. I, I was trying to think through like, what are those different personality types? And the first thing that came to my brain anyways, and I'm curious on yours, Lance, is like glass half full and glass half empty people. Like you have mm. some people who have a positive perspective. Um, and then from that, you could say, okay, you've got the positive or negative perspective, but then you also dovetail into realists versus you know dreamers and mm. i think even you and i you know as we and we actually think our relationship works so well because we do have different personality types uh, where you you're, you're kind of the big vision the dreamers and i'm like yeah i want to execute it and get it done <laughs> but, but it works really well especially when it comes from a business context but also it allows us to you know really enjoy the time with each other because we kind of get to see both ends of the spectrum so what do you think like what comes on came to mind for you when we were kind of talking about bringing this topic as an episode well, Michael, I love the fact you said that. And, you know, with us being different, we're also both uh, optimistic. And I think we're those people where you'll pour your half glass of water in mine and we'll say, hey, look, we got a full glass. <laughs> that is a great point. <laughs> uh, um, but what immediately came to mind for me is the thought process of extroverts and introverts. And then like an ah, in sure. introverted extrovert, extroverted introvert. Um, I really like where you went with that because it does come down like, are you more of a optimist, realist, or pessimist? And um, I think it was Roger Scruton. Uh, he once was discussing, he's like, I'd rather live my life being a pessimist because then I'm never d disappointed about anything in life, right? But, <laughs> but it's very important to make sure that we do have those optimistic people in our lives to, to help move us forward. And it's not like everyone needs to be fully chipper all the time. Um, but I, I like that you broke that up, Michael. And I guess for me personally, when it comes to mentors with what I said, and then I want you to unpack more of yours, Michael, is... I think for me, I just am more focused on the experience of the individual. You know, do we gel well enough? And uh, are are they willing to, you know, unpack some of the questions that I have? Like I, I am an introverted extrovert. Um, so I love people, but I, I do not like attention, right? And so when I'm meeting, just on a one-on-one -on -one meeting, that's absolutely fine. But I don't really like to do a lot of talking unless it's something that I'm I'm like passionate about. 
Uh, or ah, interesting. Yes, yes. Or obviously, like with you, you know, uh, you know, if if we're just you know uh, joking around or something, that's always fun in a hoot, right? <laughs> but it would be, I think, difficult for me to meet with someone who is extremely introverted and doesn't have a lot to say behind each point. Uh, mm. For example, my father. And how do you? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I've got a question for you, yeah. but go into your father because I, I know him well. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Good old Dougie Fresh. <laughs> um, but no, he he is an introvert. He's very introverted. He excels very fine. He doesn't need a lot of people in his life. But when you get him talking on a certain topic, he actually will go for a very long time. So, so there is a difference right. with that as well. But what was your question, Michael? Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny you say that because I was trying to relate it back to, you know, your mentorship as well is, do you feel like you're in the driver's seat? Like you kind of have to come up with the the topics and kind of pull from your mentor? Or do you feel like your mentor is kind of driving to be like, you know, hey, Lance, what we talked about last time, you know, how did this go? And like, they're kind of prying for information. And then you guys kind of opened up to each other. How, how does that uh, dynamic kind of work between you two? Yeah, so I would say one of them I'm going through a book with, uh, and then I would say with the other one, it's just kind of as the conversation unravels. Um, but mm. I, but I would say with both, Michael, it really is. It's a check in. You know, how's your life? How are the businesses? How are the startups going? How's your writing with books? Um, and then from there. After that check-in happens, I usually come with some questions. And then from there, we just let the conversation unfold naturally. So hopefully that answers Got your it. question. So kind of, yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like it's a little more extroverted, if you will. Like you're not having to pry or kind of be the driver. It's like they they come genuinely curious about, you know, the the things that are going on in your life and things that you guys have talked about. And they they help kind of drive that forward. Yeah. And it's similar to, to mine. Like it's very, hey, how are things? Let's talk about this topic. Like it's it's them kind of driving because they're excited about it. You know, they're not kind of holding anything back. Like they just want to open up and they want to start diving into the really good stuff that they find valuable. Yes. Um, I wanted I wanted to ask I, real quick, your mentor yeah. I don't even know this. Is he more extroverted or optimistic or what, what's his personality like? Cause you're, all of the above. You're very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I like, when I try to compare, you know, our, our personality types is they're almost I- identical, wow. like super fun, loving, high energy, like et- extroverted. Um, and that's not to say like both of us can't get serious when we need to. It's almost like we have that switch but we're able to be extroverted and we choose to be extroverted with those people that, you know, we care about. And so that is kind of our, our personalities, I would say, are very aligned, which I think it makes it a lot easier to have that relationship. But as I kind of think back to, you know, the, the work side of it, like I would say I'm, I'm pragmatic and I'm, I'm realistic, but I also like to dream a little bit. Like I lean on the mo- more optimistic side. Like I'll give you an example, Lance. Is yeah. Something that I do is, I always think things are possible. Like I never look at something and be like, this is impossible. This is going to be so hard or this isn't going to happen. I'm always like, we yep. can do this. It's possible. We're going to drive and make it happen. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. I mean, I had a really hard conversation with work last night where I had to share some bad news after basically working on a project for a year. I had to kill it. 
And it was really hard because my team invests a lot of time. The other teams invest a lot of time. And it was really hard to come to that decision. But I can turn that switch if I need to. But I, I, ne- I would never come at it like, oh, yeah, it's not going to work. You know, what's the point of even trying it? Like, that's just not who I am. So it's it's optimistic, but still realistic in a sense, if that makes sense. Um, and in the work setting, I think, you know, one of my mentors is is my boss. And this individual is very realistic and to the point and not necessarily optimistic. They're like glass half full. Yeah. But I think that dynamic actually balances us really well where um, they provide a lot of mentorship to me and guidance to me, but it's harder for me to receive it. Like it's harder for us to build that natural rapport because we just see the world differently from, from those views. And that's why I'm thinking, you know, it's, I think it's easier not to say it can't be done, but it's easier to have, a mentor in your life that is very similar to you in those senses. Yes. A hundred. What do you think? A hundred percent. I mean, again, like you already spoke specifically on, it's good to have a wide range of people, you know, even with you work with to maybe keep you grounded, uh, maybe help with different perspectives and insights. Um, you know me, the big vision dreamer, you, you sometimes have to bring me down just a little bit like, okay, let's, let's, this is great, but let's figure out the action steps here and let's, let's get it done. Right. <laughs> um, but I a hundred percent agree with you, Michael. I think it's, it just makes things easier when you're surrounded with the, uh, people in your tribe that are more like you, if you will, or more like what you want to become. I mean, the, the ultimate tribe is obviously having, you know, great friends and people around you that will encourage, push you, have similar mindsets, dreams. It's not that they have to take on your vision, but you're both, you know, people of growth. And you and having mentors who just are, I would say, just being more optimistic is definitely like just healthy in general. But maybe mm. maybe someone listening to this podcast is more introverted, is more of a pessimist, or wants to be just realistic with everything. And um, I, well, this is a good question, Michael. I mean, do you think someone like that should look for someone who is an optimist to help them understand that they can do more than maybe what they're thinking, or do you think that person? Uh, might just want to be where they are. They have like these clear cut goals. They want nothing more and they should find someone who is more of a realist personality. Yeah, it's, it's a hard question. And the more we talk about it, the more I'm kind of torn between the two. You know, I think that just the law of attraction is, you know, opposites attract, you know, that, you know, positive and negative, like they, there's a reason those things come together. Um, and I think from personality perspective and even from mentorship, that can also help you grow because mm. it helps someone. Like I think the downside to having someone who's the same personality type of you see, sees the world in the same way is you're not as challenged as much. You don't get a different perspective necessarily. But mm. if you get someone that's a lot different, well, it may be harder. Like as my, my boss, it's not like a super easy rapport, but I learn a lot. I constantly feel challenged. I, I constantly feel like I'm getting something different than how I see it. And I think there's a lot of value to that too, Lance. So, and I would say even in my personal life, I think some of my, my closest friends, like I think you and I are really similar, which works really well. But I also think of some other friends who were really different, but we also get along really well yeah. uh, just because of that different perspective. So it, it's interesting. I think it can work 
either way, as long as you're aligned from like, you know, going back to the episode where we were talking about your your values and your morals and at the root, you're kind of aligned on, you know, what are we going to do in this in this life and what's important and what's you know valuable? And so I think if, as long as you're aligned there, you can make it work either way. But I think naturally it's going to be easier with someone who is the same as you. Yes. And, you know, Michael, now that you've spoken, I, I think I have kind of this good separation. I'm curious on your thoughts here. I would say when it comes to learning, seek to find those of different viewpoints and perspectives. But when it comes to your individual growth, find someone who's similar. So obviously you can't grow without learning. Um, so learning, you know, you want to gain different perspectives, insight, thoughts. Um, but to be someone to grow into all that you can be, you do need to have that encourager and person who is, has some sense of optimism, who says, listen, you, you can do more here and I want to help right. you, help you get there. Um, cause you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian, right? But I still read books from like Chinese philosophers, Greek Stoics, uh, you know, just, um, people from the past that aren't Christian, but that doesn't mean that I can't learn. Um, yeah. there are many great philosophers and, uh, you know, like even strategy on war, like Sun Tzu's book is, is great for strategy and, and business or, um, just in life. And you, you can always be learning from other people. They, they don't have to be copy and paste duplicates of you. How, right. However, when it does come to, hey, you know, um, for my faith, I really want to grow in this or, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I really want to excel in this. Then I think it's very important to find someone who's not only similar in that realm, um, but has the encouragement and instills belief in myself that, hey, you can reach a higher level. It's going to take time. Uh, it's going to take effort, but I believe you can do it. And if you're willing to stay the course, you'll be amazed at what can happen when you look back five to 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is really interesting. And I love that we're kind of diving into it because it makes you, makes you think about the mentorships you do have and the value you've gotten or the situations that you've run into where it's like, yeah, personality had a lot to do with it. Because I think that is something interesting that you mentioned about the encouragement. I think that's the unifying factor. Yeah. Is regardless of, you know, my current boss, my mentor, it's that's that's still there across those threads. Like I still get that encouragement, even though it might not come natural to to one versus the other, where they're they're a little more introverted and one's a little more extroverted, where they're willing to share it. They still, as a mentor, know that I need that, if that makes sense. So a good mentor will know, you know, I know Lance is someone who needs to be encouraged. So I know it's important for me to, you know, tell him that he's doing a great job. When in reality, some people might not be, you know, when it comes down to love languages, words of encouragement, people like they don't need that. They just need to be like shown, hey, here's, you know, a bonus or whatever, it, like from a boss perspective. Yes. But, um, or like a thoughtful gift, like some people value that over others. But I think a good mentor and a good decipher of people will, will be, you know, what what do they get value out of and how can I encourage them in the way that they're going to appreciate, even though I may not appreciate it in that way. Um, so I think that's the that's the growth that a mentor, a good mentor should have is even if they're not the same as you, they'll realize what you need 
and they'll be able to provide that to you, if that makes sense. It does, Michael. And I think you touched on a great point, like the different love languages. Um, you know, encouragement can come in a variety of forms. Obviously, there's a difference between encouragement and love. But my mind immediately went to, you know, when I go and visit my parents up north, um, my mom is obviously very good with words. She's always saying, I love you, and just very vocal, whereas my dad is more quiet, but he reveals his love to me, not maybe in words, even though he says, you know, I, I love you from time to time. It's more through acts. Um, yeah. You know, like, Lance, why don't, when you come up here, why don't we sit down? Uh, you know, I can help you uh, a little bit with your taxes here and show you some things here. And, you know, it's right. so I really like that you unpack that, Michael, because I think many times we want to look for maybe encouragement in the way that we give it. But sometimes it's good to receive um, encouragement in different ways. Obviously, we want our, we tend to express to other people the love language we want to receive, right? right. Um, and obviously, when we can find someone who gives us that, now we're speaking on a mentor mentee relationship, let's just change that word to encouragement. Um, we want to find someone who's going to encourage us in the way we see fit. But even if they don't do it to the full extent, uh, encouragement is encouragement. And if someone can just instill that belief in you, um, that's going to be huge. So going back right. to like the personality thing, uh, Michael, I mean, would you rate like encouragement as the top thing for someone to look within a personality? So are we saying, hey, it doesn't matter who you are, look for that optimistic person who's going to encourage you? Yeah, it's it's so many things. And that's why I think this topic is so hard, but that's why I'm happy we're discussing it because I don't think there's always clear cut answers. And I think for every person, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. But I think encouragement is a core factor. And even as a mentee, you have to realize exactly to your point, like it's, you know, encouragement rather than love languages. It's because that's obviously more on a relationship basis, but yes. <laughs> on a mentor mentee perspective, you know, it, those things are still important. And even though they may not encourage you in the way that you perceive it, like if they're not rallying behind you as a cheerleader, because maybe they're an introvert, maybe they are exactly like what you said, is they're investing you in other ways of asking you genuine questions of saying, hey, I found this book that I think is really going to help you in your situation. So they're not saying, great job, you did so well, but they're saying, hey, this is my way of showing you and encouraging you forward. So I think as a mentee, you have to be receptive to that of even though it might not be the language you want, they, they'll still show in other ways that they're encouraging you. Yes. And I think that is a really important piece is that that they're there for you and that they're genuinely interested and invested in you. And then also that they're they're going to be encouraging you, even if it's not the way you necessarily see as the perfect way for you. If they're doing those other things, it, it's showing that they're trying, right? And they're trying to encourage you in the best way that they know how. Yes. And Michael, I know we got to wrap up. So before you do the summary... Uh, what you just said reminded me actually of a movie I watched on Hulu actually just two days ago called Flaming Hot. And basically hmm. it's about the man who started up Flaming Hot Cheetos, but he was in the original position of just being a janitor um, oh, at, at one of the Pepsi companies. Oh, it's, it's, it's a very good movie. Very well done. I think every entrepreneur um, 
should watch it. Fantastic. But exactly what you just said, basically he's a janitor. I'm not going to spoil the whole movie, but he's a janitor at um, some PepsiCo company of chips. I think it is it Frito chips? Frito-Lay or yes. something like that? Yes, yeah. that's it. And he basically, you know, he's a janitor. People are separated into different groups because here's the janitors. They only hang out with the janitors. And here's the higher-up people. They only hang out with the higher-up and yada, yada. Well, he... Um, just due to his past, uh, was very interested in machine work. Well, anyways, he starts to befriend one of the guys who works the machines, but the guy's very like cold, uh, kind of at the beginning and just hard to crack, but he begins to be willing to basically train him on everything he knows. And I'll just leave it at that. Hmm. Go see the movie. But exactly what you touched on with the encouragement aspect, people can do it in their own ways and um you know just because it's differentiated doesn't mean that they don't care so with right. with that michael and you learn to appreciate it i think that's the biggest thing and yeah i'll, I'll wrap it up because yes. that's where you're going lance yep. but yeah you kind of grow to appreciate it even though it may not be exactly what you were expecting that's another reason why you have to give these things time like it's not a one meeting and done. It's not like you can make a decision that quickly. It's you've got to really try to try, you know, in this mentor-mentee relationship and try to, you know, proceed to that next step with them and, you know, really build that relationship. Because to your point, you know, they might seem a little prickly in the beginning, but as you kind of get to know them, you know, they're really going to open up to you and kind of show you that value, even if it's not in the way you initially thought it was going to come. So I think in, in, uh, in our always true way of doing it, the wrap-up, you know, those characteristics and personality traits that you that you look for, like how important is it to have someone similar to you? I think as we kind of unpack this together, I think there's I think you can make it work in both ways. And whether someone got the same person personality as you, whether they're a realist, a dreamer, a positive person, a negative person, at the end of the day, what's important is that they're encouraging you and they're truly interested in you and you growing and they're invested in it. And that's a lot harder to ask questions about and to initially see, but as you guys are meeting, you should look for those signals of saying, are they asking about me? Are they genuinely interested in, you know, my perspective on things? Are they just brushing me off? And then lastly, you know, are they kind of after your meetings, you know, you feel kind of energized. You're saying, wow, you know, I feel really encouraged. I'm ready to take that next step. Even if it was a hard conversation, you know, it was all meant with love and good. So I think that's the, the most important thing you can look for in a mentor mentee relationship with those characteristics. Michael, a, wonder, a wonderful summary as always. And um, we just thank you everyone for chiming in. This has been another episode of the Instant Mentor Podcast with myself, Lance, and Michael. And we are the co-founders of Instant Mentor, where we connect and equip the next generation through intentional mentorship on our mobile app. To join our community, visit our website, instantmentor.io, or join us on social media at Instant Mentor. To find your mentor or mentee, download our Instant Mentor app today and get started. As always, if there's ever anything you would like us to discuss mentorship-related, please reach out. We would love to hear from you and talk soon.